I have to pick my wedge. Ow. Ah, you know when you peel back your fingernail? Oh, my nails are long and beautiful. But when I went to pick my wedgie, my nail got pulled back. Okay, it's fine. We're here. We're going. We're we're getting we're getting it moving. Welcome to Podmas Day 23. We did it. We did it. Somehow we survived, I think, the busiest week, which is the week leading up to Christmas. I thought my head was going to (laughs) explode. I genuinely did it a few moments, especially because I'm a full-time working girly now. Almost, almost full-time. My job is like part-time. In the new year, it'll be completely full-time. I'm balancing Podmas, and I know I did that to myself. There's a lot of gifts to do. There's a lot of things to exchange. There's a lot of shit going on. But let's give an update because in yesterday's episode, if you listen to it, it's my boyfriend, Josh, and I. It was so much fun. I loved editing it. I just finished editing it this morning of when I'm actually recording this episode. And I briefly mentioned, but was an asshole and literally just bypassed him completely about his surgery. He had ACL surgery. It is seven days out of, you know, the whole the whole process of the hospital visit and going under anesthesia and getting his knee cut open. I'm pretty sure he has two knee incisions. He tore his ACL months ago, but he plays a lot of sports that are common for ACL injuries, specifically jujitsu. He thinks he did it during volleyball, but there is a lot of things leading up to Josh, you know, hurting himself in this way. And so let me tell you though, that he's okay. The first 24 hours were like a disaster he threw up I I wasn't there I wasn't there I was just trying to keep my fucking chill at home waiting for updates about if he was alive and well and he threw up in the car on the way from the hospital to his house and then he slept for like hours his sister texted me luckily when he was like out of surgery but then I didn't hear from him or her or anybody for like six hours and then I had to go to my work Christmas party and I was just like stressing about him and then he called me during my work Christmas party so I was like sorry guys I gotta go I gotta answer a call from my boyfriend and then I like felt a lot better um and then I ran around like a crazy person documenting my work Christmas party and then also I had family sleeping over this was on December 15th so this was a week ago and I literally like near the end of the party, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh my God, I have family staying at my house. Like I just became so sucked into that like world of being at my holiday party, which was so much fun and was like, wait, okay, I should probably go. And then during this time too, one of my friends, cause I have some friends who um, go to school in Montreal and they're back for Christmas now. So I had a friend that was like FaceTiming me while I was at the Christmas event. And I'm like, I can't talk right now. And so then I got home, I hung out with my fam. And then the next day I visited Josh and he was just like, so such a mess like in so much pain he was so uncomfortable he was so groggy and if you've this is my first time ever experiencing someone so close to me going through this intensive a surgery my dad has definitely had some serious surgeries he tore his bicep recently my dad had his appendix out but all of these surgeries like I don't know my dad just like bounced the fuck back I don't know what it is and like they also were surgeries that like you know 
are smaller parts of your body, like your arm heals quite a bit more easily than your knee and your leg. So anyway, seeing my boyfriend just in a complete state of discomfort and he was just so low energy and so sad and just like honestly in shock because I think the whole thing was super fucking traumatic. And so I think he was just like trying to process what did even happen. It was like 10 times worse than I think he expected. And also the doctors don't know how bad your tear is until they cut open your leg, which is terrifying. So I saw him and then I went home and I just started crying because I was just like, it's so hard to see someone you love so much in so much discomfort and pain. And the fact that you can't do anything about it. Like I don't live with him. He's with his parents. They're fully in their care and that's totally fine. And so I had to just be like, I did a quick visit, brought him a pillow and an ice pack and was like, okay, kisses. Bye. And I just like got home and just cried. And honestly, okay, this is going to be a great segue for the actual topic because this episode is about community and the importance of community. And that Saturday, I kind of was just like sitting in my room being like what I don't even know what to do with all of these feelings and like it made me realize how happy of a person he is all the time and how much energy he always has and how you know positive he always is because when I call when I would call him or want to talk to him and you know realized obviously like okay he's not well it was just like such a drastic difference that I was like oh my god this person is like always such a good vibe and it's really sad and scary to see them not doing well. So when I was all in my own state, I had like his best friend was getting surprised by his girlfriend. So I was helping the girlfriend surprise him. There's like a bajillion things going on at once within these 24 hours. And so when I'm sitting on the bed crying, she ends up calling me and then like bless her. I like cried to her and like told her how I was feeling and she really helped me and I felt so much better. And then I got off the phone with her and then, you know, my brother, my brother, my boyfriend's best friend texted me being like, you sneaky fuckers because we like coordinated the whole surprise. So then I called him and then I had a long conversation with him and I just felt so much better. And even on the Friday when I didn't hear from from Josh for hours I was like I need to call one of his friends that I know will calm me down and be like he's fine like this is just this is what's gonna happen like you can't talk to him like you know that soon after surgery he's just out but I just like heard nothing and I was just worried so I called one of his friends on my drive to my work Christmas party and he was like everything's fine don't worry and then I ended up like you know hearing in that moment actually that Josh was good and Josh was like I'm back bitches and so overall I've been like just sitting and reflecting and like you know the person that you're closest to when they go through a hard thing it really like shakes up your reality too of like what your day-to-day life is and like how you function and how often and how big of a presence this person is in your life how often you talk to them and all of that so I was just at the end of these 24 hours that literally felt like five days in the span of one (laughs) I was like oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for these people that are literally like family to him and have become like family to me. And I'm so happy I could call them and I could talk to them and just gain their support in this really challenging time. And luckily, like, you know, after Saturday, Josh called me on Sunday and he sounded like himself again. And I was like, thank God. Okay. And so now it's just like, you know, the very slow recovery mode of his knees in a huge brace and he's on crutches and like, it'll be one step at a time. But just the fact that he has his humor back and his personality is here and he's just not as just like out of it. I'm really, really glad. And it's funny because I had the episode, I had the idea of recording this episode and talking about community literally before any of this even happened. But then this just like reinforced the fact that like during hard times, you need 
people to support you. You need to be able to reach out to people and just have them like hear you out and know what you're going through. And it reminded me of it's so wild the timeline that exactly a year ago, Josh went to India to visit family because he had a death in the family. And I couldn't talk to him for like two or three days because like the travel time and the lack of Wi-Fi. And at that time, I wasn't that close with his friends. I definitely knew them very well, but I didn't feel close enough and I didn't want to be vulnerable enough to call them and be like, I'm struggling. I can't talk to him. And so the fact that like so much has changed in a year and I was able to reach out to many of them and feel so supported by them just help me feel so okay. And it just reminded me that like we're all human and we're all going through hard things. And the way that we get through it is to be able to talk it out and just have someone hold space for us and to be like, it's okay. Like what you're feeling is totally normal. Scary things are happening. And like, you know, we can't guarantee everything's going to be fine, but like we can sit in that discomfort with you. And so I feel like we're kind of out the other end of it. And it's going to take time, obviously, for things to, you know, be normal and functioning again. But what a wild season for it to happen in two. Um, but I'm just so grateful Josh came on the podcast before his surgery happened. And I'm glad I like recorded an episode on December 15th, just saying like, Josh is getting surgery right now. This is crazy. Like I'm like at this point where I'm like, okay, I need to like give you guys an update about what the fuck's going on. Um, and the second way that I've been really figuring out that community is everything. And I've known this for a while, but I've really tried to put myself into more you know, settings where I'm meeting new people and I'm connecting with people about things I'm really into, like going to Othership, this place downtown Toronto that is a sauna and ice bath place and getting to do things that are really great for wellness and taking care of ourselves. Like that's really, really helped me meet people that are into similar things and like have similar values. And it's just been so fun. And I have recommitted to being alcohol free, which I started in the beginning of August, pretty much, my journey being alcohol-free. I'd kind of been sober curious for a really long time, and then I ended up experimenting with drinking when I went to Montreal and visited friends, and then, like, honestly walked away from that being like, okay, I don't really care to drink, like, that was fine, but I kept my guard up because I was in someone else's home and someone else's space, so I drank very responsibly. And then the week before Josh, Josh's surgery, we were like, let's go out. Let's go to the city. We never go downtown. Let's have fun with your friends and like make a whole night of it because this is the last time in a while you're going to be able to dance and walk and exist with your legs normally. And so I decided to drink. And I will get into more detail maybe about this experience in the new year once I have some more time of like reflection. I've had a few, you know, I've had like two weeks of reflection now, but there was just many things that went down and the way I was aware of how I was drinking, I was like, whoa, I don't like this. And this time it feels way more serious than the first time in, in August when I was like, I'm going to try not drinking for a month. And then it turned into three. And then I was like, well, I'll try drinking again. And now I'm like, okay, I have such a clearer perspective of like the way I drink and the reasons why I don't like the way I drink. And so if you're interested in me going into more detail about that, please feel free to share, um, like submit a question or share a story on the link in the show notes, human to human pod.com. Um, Spotify also has a spot where you can leave 
um, like feedback on the episode. So if that's easier, feel free to leave it there um, because I'm happy to share more about this journey. I just want to know what you guys are interested in listening to and learning about. Um, and it's like a vulnerable thing. It wasn't as vulnerable before, but now it's gotten more serious. So now it's more vulnerable. But needless to say, I knew after that night that I was like, I need a community. I need a community of people who are also actually just kidding. I am not that fucking smart. Actually, no. Whoa. Let's like hold the phone. <laughs> I think I knew I needed a community. I just didn't know how I was going to find it. Cause I was like, I don't want to go to like an AA meeting. I'm not coming here to be like, I'm an alcoholic. Like I have a grasp on like the way I drink. And I feel like I've, I've been very scared of that. Like stigma of the whole thing. There's so many layers to it, but I was on YouTube the Sunday after I drank and I was like, I really just want to watch a vlog, but I do not want to watch a vlog with people drinking because especially when you're trying to like undo that belief in your brain, you're like, I don't want to just watch people always have a drink when they're having fun. Cause then I feel like I have to have a drink to have fun. What the fuck? <laughs> so I was like Googling or not Googling YouTube searching like alcohol free vlog or like sober vlog. And I found this person's channel who hadn't posted in years, but they actually I ended up doing digging. They run a company called Steady Sunday and it's a community of people who are in their 20s and 30s who are, you know, on the younger side um, who are sober curious or currently practicing sobriety. And I was like, what? And signed up for a free trial because it's only like 10 bucks a month um but they have three meetings a week they have a like a group chat you can be a part of and the first meeting I went to I was like I am my brain is exploding my brain is exploding because in my own personal life I only know one person near my age that's not drinking and everyone else I'm around parents family friends sibling everybody drinks everybody and so going to this meeting and talking to people who are sober curious or currently not drinking the way that they vocalize things was literally exactly the thought processes I've been having in my brain that I've not talked out loud I've there's so many things that I think about drinking and and, and just process myself that I don't ever say out loud which means I don't process it very well because I'm such a verbal processor hello podcast obviously. And so I was just like having brain explosions during this hour long virtual session because I was like, how, how, how have there been people out there in the world going through exactly what I'm going through, thinking about things exactly the way I'm thinking about them, obviously with different circumstances. And I just didn't know that. And I just felt so alone in my journey of trying not to drink. And so now I'm like, trying to you know this time of year is also so busy so it's hard to like go to a ton of meetings but I'm like I want to go more often and really just like have this separate online community that I can talk to and communicate these challenging things I'm going through and so realize that I'm not alone I'm not alone in these thoughts feelings and experiences even though it might really feel like that sometimes and the advice that I want to give in this overall topic is that it's just important to be open to meeting people and to be open to community because it's not going to knock on your door if you ask the universe it might bring it out in some cool freaking ways but I've noticed that like I've had to work really hard to seek out community to be able to feel support in these hard times like I you know, people aren't going to know when you're crying and that they should call you to ask if you're okay. It takes courage and it takes vulnerability to look for help and to ask for help and to call someone and be like, I'm having a hard time. Can we talk about it? And not every person in your life is going to feel like someone that you sh you're comfortable enough to 
to go to for that support and that advice. And especially in this time, I just want to normalize that like it's okay if your family aren't a part of that community. It's okay if your family don't feel like that support system, which is really hard because that's like the foundation of our safety net is our family and the support that they provide. But if you're going to different gatherings or you're ditching and dipping out on certain gatherings and deciding not to go, own your truth, live your life because we can find community in areas that we would never expect. And so the obvious areas where we would think we would find it and be our best selves in it, like around our family, that's not always the case and that's okay. And I love the episodes Josh and I did on Podmas Day 21 and Day 22 because we talked about like how hard it is to fully be yourself around your family and what it's like to like get asked different questions from different family members. And it can be really fucking challenging. So find your people. If you don't feel like you have your people right now, that's okay. I still have moments so often where I'm like, who even are my people? Friends come and go and family experiences are hard. But community is what can save us in hard times. And so I want to leave this episode with a question of how can I engage this community more? Because I fucking love doing this. I love you guys for listening. I love the ways we're able to like connect over Instagram and how, you know, people submit like TMI stories and questions. And I love, 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 love when I see in my inbox that someone submitted an anonymous question that I can answer on this show. And if I, you submitted a question that hasn't been answered yet, don't you worry. I will get to all the questions. There's not that many being submitted, but the turnaround time isn't as fast as you'd like to think. But I want to know what kind of ways could I engage this community? Would you guys want to get together in person? Should I host an event? Is there some sort of online community that would be cool to create? Would you be interested in a Patreon situation where there is an exclusive episode you could pay for a month? And that will also bring you into like, I've thought about doing like private Instagram stories where like, you know, if you're a part of the fave human community, um, you'll see more about my life, more behind the scenes via my Instagram close friend story. I haven't done any of these things. I haven't committed to any of these things. I haven't like really, you know, decided any route I want to take, but I want to ask you as a listener who supports the show, who, who tunes in, who, you know, has become a little bit more invested in the people in my life, like Mr. Josh Roy, who's out for the count right now. <laughs> I want to know how we can connect more and what would bring you joy and make you feel connected to people who potentially are like-minded or like to tell TMI stories or are silly and weird and like me. So tell me. You can submit a response anonymously on humantumanpod.com under the submit a story tab or you can put it on Spotify if you're listening to Spotify right now or you can DM me to a human to human pod. Oh my gosh, my brain feels like it's going downhill. Human to human pod on Instagram. Happy day 23 of Podmas. I'm so glad we're almost over because I feel like I'm going to explode. I love you. Please share this with a friend if you enjoyed it. And I will talk to you very soon. Tomorrow, actually. That's how soon I'll talk to you. Tomorrow.